On today's episode of the SPEMA Council podcast, we had on SPEMA alumnus Jason Harshaw onto the show. Uh, this was a really, really interesting episode for a variety of reasons, uh, one of which it was the first time that we had uh, a former Brock, uh, Brock hockey player on the show. Uh, Jason played from the team from uh, 2003 to 2007 and afterwards, after uh, a plethora of experiences uh, in the in the hockey industry, which included uh, um, a uh, about five years as a skate as a skating coach, uh, he went. Uh, he uh, he he just he pursued. He decided to pursue his full time career as an NHL agent, where he formed uh, Driven Dri- Driven Driven Sports Group. Uh, you'll you'll notice throughout the show that Driven uh, provides a plethora of of of, of services to it to its to his clients uh, to help them uh, get to the next to get to the next level, and some. Have even reached uh, have have even have even reached uh, the 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 NHL notably uh, Ben Jones of the Niagara Ice Dogs, uh, Jonah Gajevich, um, and, um, <clears throat> and, and, and among among others, and uh, Josh Brown uh, who plays for the Ottawa Senators as well. Uh, it w- um, I'm not going to spoil anything because uh, this is an episode that uh, I recommend you really really listen to whether you're a hockey fan or not. Uh, the, uh, Jason's drive and passion for you know not only helping his players but uh, but 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 his drive for success in in, in his business is something that uh, everyone should pay it should pay attention to and uh, maybe even uh, take a few lessons from um, from from his from his drive to succeed and a special shout out to our co-host uh, Luke 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 O'Brien for coming on for coming on to the show his podcast debut not a big de- not 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 a bit not a big deal and um, and, and just as a prelude uh, this guy did an unbelievable job as a co as as a co-host but um, but uh, that I think is where I will end the introduction um, and, uh, and and we hope you enjoy. This edi- this edition of the sh- this edition of the show. So I invite you to sit back and relax because this is the Spima Council Podcast. How's it going, everyone? Hope everyone's having a fantastic day. And you know what time it is. I invite you to pull up a chair, sit back, and relax, and welcome you to yet another episode of the Spima Council Podcast. Um, this is our um, first, uh, first episode with a guest in 2022. So, uh, so that's a milestone in, in itself. We hope you enjoyed, uh, the, the first half, uh, compilation, uh, the first half of season three compilation that featured all the best moments, uh, from season three. So from season three so far, and we want to go ahead and thank, and, and, and again, thank the guests, the, the, the list of guests that have appeared, um, so far on season three, uh, for, for the time they've put in, uh, to, uh, schedule recordings and talk to us and, and, and the, and the, and, and the pointers and advice that they've given as well, which, uh, are simply invaluable, but moving on to this episode, we have a very, very interesting guest onto the show. Uh, uh but, uh, before we, um, Re- reveal information on said guest. Let's meet the co-host for, for this episode, fellow SPEMA council member, Luke O'Brien. Luke, how's it going, my man? I'm pretty good. How about you, Will? Good, good. How's the, how's the first few weeks, how's the few, first few weeks of, 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 term, of term been? It looks like, uh, it, it looks like, it looks like Brock might be, uh, is doing a phased return to, uh, to campus. So you might not be, you, you might, you might not have to deal with, uh, online lectures uh not that much longer 
Yeah, hopefully not. I mean, it's not too bad right now. The workload's pretty easy so far and the classes are fun. So looking forward to getting back in person though, hopefully soon. Finger, fing, finger, fingers crossed, nothing changes, knock on woods and, and hope, and hope, and hope, and hope, and hopefully, uh, um, and hopefully nothing catastrophic. Hopefully nothing catastrophic happens. Please, um, for for this episode, uh, we had on Jason Harshaw as our guest, and this was and it was an unbelievable episode. Uh, the first time that we've act, that we've had uh, a former Brockman's hockey player on the sh- on on the on the show. Um, he not only is he he's a former U Sport athlete, but he's also the uh, the, fo- the founder and president of uh, of, Dri- of Driven Sports Group, which is a uh, sports a- agency des- uh, designed to uh, to assist uh, hockey- to assist players that play in leagues uh, such as the such as Major Junior in the OHL, the AHL, the NHL, or even as far as far as far away as Europe. So you know, Luke, I just wanted to uh, get your thoughts in the episode and you know some of the main takeaways that you that you took from it. Yeah, it was a really fun interview to do today. And uh, yeah, I just thought it was really interesting learning a lot about kind of the behind the scenes look at agency and honestly, even just like his time in university with the hockey team and balancing that and establishing uh, the driven sports group. And I really liked his mindset. He's just always like always working, always looking to get a new opportunity. And yeah. Mm-hmm. A hundred percent. And, you know, uh, going, going, going from, uh, go, going, uh, more on, uh, on the driven sports group side, side, side of things, you know, there's a, there's a lot of intricacies, uh, to, to, to the, to, uh, to to NHL agencies that that people that people don't realize you know the first thing that uh, that you know the you know these these guys are recruiting players that you know can be like 13 four, four, 14 and you know uh, if they're successful having that relationship for 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 a few for a few for a few for not now not just a few years but like 10 15 years or more depending on how their hockey career lasts so you know I I get I guess uh, what stood out to you is uh, with um, with, with with the uh, with with, uh, with uh, you know what driven uh, with, with what driven with what driven does on a daily basis. Yeah, like you mentioned, I just think um, the age they start recruiting people is pretty crazy. Like, just I would not have when I was thirteen or fourteen, I would not have been ready to uh, get into pro hockey, even mentally. So uh, definitely not physically, but even mentally. And uh, yeah, just the work they put into their clients day in day out to set them up for success, create a great pathway for. Uh, them to hopefully make it to the NHL one day. And you met and you, and you met and you mentioned pathways. Um, you know, he the an, an, the 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 final thing I that stood out to me um, was w- w- was that you know every, everyone everyone you know everyone's pathway is everyone's pathway is different. Uh, not everyone's going to go from you know uh, major junior to pro or you know NCAA to NCAA to uh, to to the to, to the to the show. There's a lot of pe- there's a lot of people. That it that ha, that that ha, that have to work their way up, whether it's through you know um, signing signing like an East Coast deal or or, or doing your, or, or paying your dues in the AHL or even going as far going 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 as far as Europe. That 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 was that was that was interesting, and partly because you know I think a lot of uh, a lot of students can 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 re- can relate to the uh, that re- can relate to the quote unquote ebbs and flows nature of uh, of, of a path. Eh? Yeah, for sure. And even Jason mentioned that, like, even though his hockey career didn't end up going there very far, he was considering even going to Europe too himself after school. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah, I mean, yeah. And I, 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 you know what, I, I was gonna say some stuff, but 
I I don't want to be that guy that spoils the entire the 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 the, the entire the entire the entire thing. Uh, so uh, before we get to the interview, just to, uh, just to, uh, before we get to the interview, uh, Luke, uh, any any fi- any final words before we send over to Jason? Um, no, not really. I guess just enjoy the interview. Hundred percent, hundred percent, and it's an episode that uh, you're going to be want to you're going to want to tune in to the full to the full interview because there's a lot of stuff that's uh, that that you, that you can take from it whether uh, whether you're uh, whether whether you're a uh, whether you're a fan of hockey go, uh, trying to break your way into the hockey industry or otherwise. Uh, let's hand over to Jason Har- to Jason Harshaw, uh, former team mem- former member of the Brock men's hockey team and current founder and president of Driven Sports Group. Enjoy, folks. All right, for this episode of the Schema Council podcast, we have a very, very interesting guest coming on to the show today. He spent 2003 to 2007 with the with the Brock men's hockey team with numerous awards to his name, including a four-time academic All-Canadian. He's applied his industry knowledge to be the founder and president of Driven Sports Group, an agency providing a wide variety of services to its clients who play in leagues such as the OHL, AHL, and the NHL. Please welcome the founder and president of Driven Sports Group and a Brock SPEMA alumnus, Jason Harshaw. Jason, welcome to the show, my man. Thanks very much for having me. That was a good intro. <laughs> I like I I I it's called the the old the old saying is called pumping is called pumping the tires. I like to have a nice little lead in before we get into yeah. before we get into the we're getting to get into get into the questions uh yeah. just to ensure the intro's not a snooze fest, you know. But yes, um, exactly. Yeah, moving on for sure. Moving on to uh, the first, moving on to the first question and the the de facto first word of the FEMA Council podcast. Jason, what mindset have you adopted to forge a successful career? I, I mean, I I think the biggest thing with um, you know whether getting into the agent business or or sports in general, I, I think, and I think you and I talked about this in some of our previous conversations. Just understanding that it takes time and 100%. certainly there's people that uh, I don't want to say they get lucky because you got to still work hard but you know come out of SPEMA or come out of uh, sport programs or business programs and, and get an opportunity to move right into sport um, but a lot of cases you kind of have to you know invest in yourself and, and sometimes uh, it takes a little bit longer in terms of to make it a career and you kind of have to start at the bottom and, and work yourself up so I think um, the biggest thing that I've said to you know, our clients, and it's kind of what I've always gone by is, is just continue to get better every day. And if you do those things and, you know, you become a better academic and a better hockey player or a better athlete and a better human being, you're going to be successful in whatever you do. So um, I think the two biggest things is, again, is patience and, and understanding it takes time, but at the same time, finding ways to grow and develop and get better every day. Hundred percent, and you know, when, when you, when, you know, the, your point, your point on opportunities is, it is hundred percent, hundred percent. I agree with you know there there is you know there is a element of luck involved <laughs> towards getting towards get towards getting positions. You know some people some people you know take only a couple months to get to only like a month or two to get a position. Some people you know have to ha, ha, are unfortunately have to have to wait have to wait longer for you know over for, for you know variety for you know variety of reasons. Yeah. Um, you know you. It, you can you can look you can look to the past you can look to the past uh, you can look to the past uh, almost two calendar years as an example 
of um, of of uh, of throwing a wrench in recent grad in recent graduates' plans. You know, uh, you know, despite despite the fact that that the majority of them are are, are smart are are smart are smart are smart bright people. So um, so ins- so ensuring that you are that that you that you are quote unquote driven um, is 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 a bit is a big you know is, it's a big thing to uh, to to ins- to ensuring that you're setting yourself up uh, for success as best you can, especially. You know, if if you're if you're in if you're in a if you're in a position where I currently am, that I'm graduating in in a in a in a few, in a few months' time. So great points yeah. all around. Yeah. No, absolutely. I, I again, I think it. Uh, I mean, that's part of where we you know we came up with the name Driven. Um, I'm biased because you know we we created it, and so it's a you know in terms of the name of the company. But yeah, I mean, I think it's it's understanding um, again coming through. Uh, Brock and, and the education at, at sport management is, is also understanding if there's a place that you want to get to in terms of a job, it's there's steps typically to get there. And, you know, whether it's uh, a thesis or internship or, or volunteering or um, different things like that, it's, it's just paying your dues to get your foot in the door and wait and see what happens from there. But I think a lot of people get into the pro, at least when I, I mean, years ago since I was in the program, but a lot of people go into it because obviously they have passion for sports and they go through it for three or four years. And if you don't do those, those things to kind of further your head of the next person, you're going to be, you know, you're still going to have a good degree, but you're probably behind others that are doing some of those things to get in. Absolutely. Yeah, no, no doubt. And even as someone in second year, I'm already looking ahead, trying to see what pathways I can create for myself in order to have a successful, yeah. successful career after school. Yeah. Too. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. And so we've interviewed a lot of SPEMA grads on this show, but you're the first one we've interviewed that played on the men's hockey team back in 2003 to 2007. So what was it like trying to balance your coursework at Brock while ensuring that you were still in peak condition for games throughout the season? Uh, I I, I mean, I certainly think um, it's a balance. I mean, it's similar when you play major junior hockey or, or high level sports. I mean, athletes typically that are good athletes, um, and not that I was an elite athlete by any means, but typically I find even dealing with our players is, is typically people that are good athletes are, are good students because they've been able to manage their time. That doesn't mean it doesn't take time, but, you know, I think talking to your professors uh, and talking to different people that, you know, I'm going to miss this class. How do I catch up and staying on top of it? I, I didn't find it too, too difficult. Certainly I, I missed the odd lecture because of, you know, something to do with, with hockey, but you know, I've always said for me anyways, I went into Brock as, you know, I thought I'd be there for a year or two and, and play hockey because I still had dreams of continuing to play hockey, uh, whether it was in Europe or, or different pro levels. And I always say uh, to some of our players and people that I came in as a as a hockey player and left as a student. And I think, you know, kind of halfway through my first, second year, I kind of, I certainly knew what I wanted to do when I was done playing, but I had, you know, more and more passion for the educational part and what I was doing in class where hockey became uh, from a playing perspective, still important, but not as important to, you know, if I had to miss practice to go to class, I was going to class. And in the first year, maybe I was missing class to go to practice. Um, mm-hmm. But certainly it's, it's a balance between staying on top of it. It certainly isn't impossible. And many athletes at different universities do it. It's just putting in the time and, and balancing your schedule. Yeah, and and you know you, you talk you, you know you talk you talk about sa- you talk about sacrifices. I mean, 
you know, as you know, as as re, as re, you know, as re, as regular students in the in the in the in the in the program, you know, we might have to decide between, uh, do like do I do I go do I go do I go to class even even though even even though even though it's been even though it's been a long night the previous night or do I sleep in those extra 15, 15, 20, 15, 20 minutes? Meanwhile, you know you you know you got you know you guys. Um, you get you got you guys have to decide between you know it, uh but between between a lot of 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 other of other of other extremes especially if you if if say you're going you're if say you're you're coming off um uh, a length a lengthy road trip in places like Nipissing or Lakehead or Lakehead University yeah. which yeah. which to, which to be frank aren't a walk in the park to get to it all to get to get to get to it all and you yeah. know you know you know that you have uh, that you potentially may have class uh, potentially may have class, may have, may have, may have class in the morning. So, uh, so, so, so combine, so combining that, uh, combining those, combining those, uh, responsibilities is no, is no easy, is no easy feat, but, uh, but, ha- but having the commitment, the commitment to do so, uh, to, to, to do so certainly helps. And, you know, yeah. as alluded to the last question, uh, with your university hockey experience, you're you're quite well versed in in in, 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 in aspects of hockey, both as a player and an instructor with organizations like Pro Power Skate Niagara. Given all of these experiences that you had, uh, what made you decide to uh, to specify your niche as a hockey agent? Uh, I, I mean, I, I think going. I mean, what the the reason why I chose Brock uh, or or Brock let me in. Um, I mean, I always wanted to get into the hockey agent business. I knew as a player, um, you know, in the era that I played in, I was, I was a good player. I wasn't, an, I wasn't an amazing player, but I was a good player, but I was also, you know, five foot nine, five foot 10 on a good day. And it was an era where, you know, it was bigger bodies. It's obviously the games, you know, significantly changed. Not that we still don't have big guys, but it's just, it's faster. The game's based around speed. Um, where there was a lot more clutching and grabbing and, and physical play probably when I played. So I knew going in that I probably wasn't going to play in the NHL. So, you know, what was an opportunity to stay in the game and, and just, you know, it, it really fascinated me, not just the contract part, because I know everyone thinks contracts, but it's, it's really kind of uh, the whole industry that really interests me. And that's why I wanted to go to Brock uh, with that idea is, you know, in my back pocket is if hockey wasn't going to work out, I'd, I'd like to try and get into the hockey agent business. Um, so it kind of stemmed from there um, in terms of, you know, I, I think everyone, you know, goes into these programs with an idea of what they hope to do, whether it's, I want to be a general manager, I want to be a scout, I want to, right. you know, work for the Leafs. But, you know, again, I think it's understanding what that takes. So as far as my background is, like when I taught power skating for years, I was, my biggest strength of player was, was skating. So I kind of fell into it. Um, it, it certainly helps me evaluating players in, in our industry, finding players is skating because, you know, I, mechanically I understand how the body works, uh, how you move. Um, from some of my other positions, like I, I did some of those jobs, certainly I enjoyed them, but I always knew I wanted to get in, in the agent business. So when I, I was a trainer at gym and all these other things, like I was doing that for lack of a better word to survive, meaning like, you know, I was doing the agent stuff still in university part-time and learning the ropes and still working two other jobs. Cause you got to still have to eat and pay bills. And that's what, 
you know, when I do get phone calls and, and people from SPEMA or other programs that are trying to get into the business, it's, it's not, you just, you don't just graduate and say, okay, here's the salary. Welcome to the club. Cause you're talking about yeah. recruiting 13 or 14 year olds that may or may never play. And it takes time to kind of build your rapport and your track record. And, and while I was learning my niche and, and, in growing and understanding the business, I was doing two or three jobs that I felt I could do and I would be good at, but they weren't the jobs that I looked at going, okay, this is what I want to do. It's more of, you know, this is what I can do for now that help me get where I want to go. If so, that makes uh, sense. Yeah. Like, yeah. Though, yeah. There, there are a lot of people that, you know, don't, don't think, don't think about, don't think about that. Uh, when, when they're, when they're, when they're looking to build the, to look and to build the career, um, you know, it's all, it's, it's, it's only gathered through experience to realize like how many sacrifices you have to make in terms of, uh, in, in terms of, in terms of, tr in terms of trying to get the skills necessary to, 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 to build, to build, to build that, to build that role. Like for, like for, like for, like for instance, for instance, you know, Pat, you know, Pat, 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 like I'm fair, I'm fairly passionate in, you know, in, 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 in sales and sales and marketing. And for the past two summers, I, 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 I took a, I took a job that, that was nowhere near, uh, the sport, the sports and the sports and the sports and industry, 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 industry sphere. And sure. It was a sacrifice that, you know, help pit that has helped pay, uh, for most, for most of my, for most of my tuition, but, uh, but the hidden benefits that, that came, that came from, that came from it, where, where, you know, you're, you know, you're, you're actually, you're actually learning how, you're learning how, how to, how to sell in different, in different contexts, making it, mm -hmm. making you fit, making you fair, making you fairly adaptable. And, you know, you're also aware of the time commitment it, it takes to actually, to, to act, to act, to actually fulfill people's needs, to actually take care of, to, to take, to take, to take, to take care of people, which, you, which I, which I imagine is, is priority number one over at Driven Sports Group. Uh, just, mm -hmm. just to elaborate on, you know, you're starting the agency business. Were there any mentors that you had that, that's, that sort of gave you a few pointers or sort of acted as a bit of a guide uh, toward, uh, uh, to, towards success in the industry? Or did you sort of have to forge your own, your, your own, your own path? Uh, I don't know if I would say, I, I mean, early on, I wouldn't say I had, you know, mentors. I, I, I mean, when I got in my internship with uh, my first agency, the first person I called was, was Kyle Dubas, uh, who at the time was, you know, scouting with the Sioux Greyhounds. We were both in SPEMA together and he actually ended up coming on uh, with me shortly after. And we worked in the agent business uh, together. He was probably more involved than I was. because I was still playing men's hockey plus trying to recruit. Um, I, if anything, I think Kyle and I, at least early on. And we only worked together for, for probably a couple of years before he went on to be the general manager of the Sioux Greyhounds and obviously pretty prominent role with the Maple Leafs now. Mm -hmm. um, but I think part of it is, you know, certainly I, I, I learned from him a little bit in the sense of, because he had scouted in the OHL and kind of uh, understood how to identify talent, what he was looking for. But I think both of us, to some extent, learned trial by fire where it's, you know, you find out what works, what doesn't work. Um, and I think that's part of the growth. And then with my second company, um, which I was at a partner in, um, but I started the Ontario office. It was a company in a different province. And um, certainly the people I had around, even though they weren't in the same province as me, I, I certainly uh, took bits and pieces of, of what they did at the time, um, which I liked and didn't like. And I think that's part of growth as a, as a business person, right? Certainly if people 
you admire, but there's always things that you say, okay, I like this, this works. And because everybody's different, what may work for them. So I don't think there was one person, I would say, this is kind of how we modeled. I, I think it's a lot of seeing what other people do, see what works for you and, and what you believe in. And, and that's part of when Driven started. I mean, it's uh, certainly the companies I was involved in, we still had the same mandate because I was, you know, I've been, my focus has always been on, on development since day one, certainly, you know, contracts and marketing, all the other things come from there. But if the player doesn't continue to develop and evolve as, a, as an athlete, like none of those things come to fruition. So right. um, with Driven, I was kind of, you know, certainly with other companies, you have your stamp, but I was able to put kind of like my final stamp of this is what we're about. This is how we're going to do things. Uh, this is how we want to continue to deal with families and people. And, um, you know, that's, that's kind of where we are today. Yeah. And Driven Sports Group isn't just a uh, sports contract agency. It also focuses on like tax planning and brand marketing, real estate and player development. Yeah. So to further elaborate on Driven, how did it get started and what was the process to get some partners together to initially form the business? Uh, I, I mean, I guess first thing with, um, I, I would think, you know, I don't want to speak for other agencies, but most agencies do, uh, maybe not quite the same, same extent as the services we have, but most, you know, don't use do contract. They do have, you know, whether it's outsourced, they do have different people that help with players' taxes and stuff like that. Um, I don't know exactly how each would do, but it's not uncommon that you do. It's very rare you have one agency that just does contract. I mean, certainly it's, right. you want to have other services. Um, so I don't want to say we're alone in that model. Um, certainly I, I believe in what we're doing. And I think we're, we're different in terms of how we do things. Um, but as far as uh, starting driven, um, you know, I, I, like I was with another company, um, like I said, a, a partner in the company, there was good people there. Uh, there's still good people there. It wasn't, uh, you know, it came down to, I wanted to continue to grow Ontario and they were obviously primarily in, in the zone that uh, in the province they were in to grow their, their part of the business. And we just kind of agreed to, uh, you know, part ways, I guess the best way to put it. And I brought the contracts uh, from Ontario with me. And there's a couple people that, um, were with my previous company and, and some that weren't that I thought were, were good business people um, and good hockey people and good family people. Um, and, and quite honestly, once I sat down with them and said, this is, this is the plan. This is, I mean, obviously no one planned for COVID, but um, in terms of the growth model and what we're looking for, it wasn't, uh, it wasn't too hard from there. I think people that we are involved in believe in what we're doing. Um, certainly uh, we got a good pipeline of, of, of young players, certainly obviously some in the pro level, some in the major junior level that are coming up and, and still we have, you know, quite a bit of players over in Europe playing in some other areas as well. So um, yeah, I, I mean, it wasn't, uh, I don't, don't want to say it was a sales pitch or anything. The people that we brought on, I, I previously known from other business uh, things that we've done. So um I, I like the group. I like the people were, were around. I, I believe in the people were around and they believe in me, which is, which is important. So. Yeah. And, uh, and, and, you know, that, that must've been a, that must've been a difficult to see to, 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 to uh, that must've been a fairly difficult decision to, uh, 
uh, when when you decide to when you decide when you decide to, when you decide to uh, to separate it. Se- it seems that that was one of the that was one of the more uh, pivotal pivotal career decisions that 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 you made. Where you know you have this you ha- you have you have this partnership that it, that it, that is that is successful, but you know you want you want bit you want you want you want bigger and bigger and better bigger and better things. So you know you eventually decide to take the take that risk and yeah. and and for, and and for, and formed and formed driven and so far um it looks it looks like it's it, it's it's paid it's paid off it's it's paid off it's paid off handsomely for you um going going uh deeper into uh you know the operation side of of of, of driven and 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 uh, and and the hockey agency you know uh can, can you can you talk to us about some of the some of the challenges that you faced um in the industry as an agent it can you know it can be related to recruitment you know uh you know uh, uh con- aspects of contract negotiations and you know or you know anything else that's uh that 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 has provided some that has provided some you know obstacles yeah. that you've had to overcome well i mean i think uh in doing this as, as long that i have at this point i mean i think it certainly is a very competitive business i think it's for people that are getting into it, it, it's, it's far more competitive than I think people realize in terms of like going after players. There's lots of agencies. There seem to be more and more new agencies popping up um, all the time. So I think from, you know, point one is it, it's extremely competitive with certainly when you're going after a, or meeting with a good player in, in a family um, nine out of 10 times, you'll probably be meeting with, uh, a family that's already met or will be meeting with two or three, four or five other people. And, and obviously you have to find ways that to separate in terms of what you, what you're doing differently, um, which we believe obviously um, in our model and what we're doing is, is successful. Um, I mean, I think the other thing that people don't realize is it's the hardest part outside of the, the obviously the competition is it just getting players there and, People look at, well, you know, the contract part and not saying, um, you know, the contract part's easy. Um, certainly there's a back and forth and, and sometimes it goes smoother than others. And sometimes it takes time to, to, to battle back and forth. Um, but I always say when it comes to contracts, it's kind of like, you know, real estate in the sense of, you know, if your house is worth $600,000, chances are your neighbor's house isn't worth a hundred thousand. It's just based on the market. And, and when you're talking about contracts with players, if you do your homework and, and look at the comparables and look at all the things that go into it, um, it's really just preparing yourself for those types of things and then being able to negotiate. Um, the hardest part of our business is putting the player in a position to earn a contract in the first place. And obviously a lot right. of it's up to the player to play well, but our job, at least in my mind, as, as an agent and advisor is giving the the player the tools to be successful and it's you know especially with what's going on with COVID it's certainly been a hard I know it's certainly been hard on on university students and high oh, school definitely. students and everybody but with the players it's just it's it's helping them through a lot of these challenging times because it is hard and, and you know regardless of what type of athlete you are um, you're still you know you're still a human being so you know you part of the hard uh, part of the business obviously there's not COVID every year but it's just helping the kids when they go through those, maybe they're not playing as much or maybe they're struggling with an injury or, or how do we get them on track to, to put them in a position to be successful. And then from there, obviously um, good things happen, but you know, it's never, and I've said this to a parent the other day, it's never an easy, clean path. Every player's path is different. There's not, you know, this isn't the steps that you need to get there. Certainly there's a plan for every player, but that can change 
you know, through an injury, change through a trade, change through a lot of different things. So it's being able to sit down with the player and the family and say, okay, here's the plan and, and here's A, B, and C, and this is how we're going to get there. That's a, a few interesting point, point, points you made first about, 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 a, about a path and that there's no real easy way to, 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 get, to get there. The, stere- the stereotype is, it is, you know, you go through a major junior and then you sign your pro, your pro contract, maybe you play a few years in the NHL and then back to the NHL. But for, for the, uh, that, and that works for maybe a few percent of professional hockey players, but often, of, often, uh, but, you know, oftentimes, you know, you might be bouncing around the coast. You might have to go to, 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 to Europe, go to, go to like countries like Sweden, Finland, Ger, uh, Ger, Ger, Germany, maybe, maybe, maybe even the KHL to get, to, to get to that, to get to that high level. I mean, like a prime, a prime, a prime example. And, you know, the irony being he, uh, the irony being it's a, it's a Brock Badger's example, uh, Logan Thompson of the Vegas gold of the, Ve- of the Vegas golden Knights, you know, here's a guy who had, who had a, who had a, 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 a career path that was very unusual came to Brock came came to came to Brock played a year there bounced around the east coast found an found 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 a contract with the Golden Knights but it was only an AHL deal worked his way up to the AHL and uh, and start and 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 through the course of three and a half to four seasons start his first game in 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 the in the in the in the NH in the NHL not too not too long not too long not too long ago so yeah. you know realizing that the process is probably going is probably going is probably going to be a road with ebbs and flows and this is probably going to apply to a lot of people to a lot of people's lot of people's career career path you know the you, you have to be aware that 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 you know a high level of commitment uh needs need, needs need, needs needs to be needs to be required of you to ensure that you're that you're in a, you're in a position um as as best you can be to succeed even though you know you may pursue opportunities and 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 and, and, it, and it may not and it may not work out but that's just life you know yeah no i i mean i think and you know what i tell a lot of uh you know our players when it comes to whether it's the ncaa you know and so ncaa or the ohl option or major junior or or what's the you know the ushl what's the path i mean there's again to reiterate, there's no perfect path, but it, I mean, I certainly think um, you can look at a player and go, okay, like, what w- does he need time? I mean, if you're going to step in the OHL um, at 16, 17, like your window of opportunity is is shorter than maybe a player who goes to school because, you know, now you're going to school at 19, 20, and you have those extra years of potential development. So there's not one that's better than the other it really comes down to the player maturity, uh, the other part is academic, right? Like you gotta want to go to school. I mean, you, mm. you can say I want to get a scholarship and go play hockey, but you still have to go to class. And you still have to pass courses, and you still need a degree. So, um, you know, it, again, it's just balancing uh, the player's development, where they're at maturity-wise, where they are growth-wise in terms of their body. Some kids, you know, hit a growth spurt in 19, 20, and maybe they are better to to go to school and get their degree and, and try and turn pro at 24. So. Um, yeah, I, I mean, you're you're right. It's 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 planning ahead, but at the same time, being able to adjust on the fly based on how things progress over the you know the years when they're young to a little bit older. So, yeah, no doubt, and everyone has a different path. But um, 
two of your, some of your clients have already made it all the way to the NHL, most notably Josh Brown of the Ottawa Senators and Ben Jones of the Vegas Golden Knights, who, for those who follow the OHL, it was a former Niagara Ice Dog. So yeah. as an agent, what's the feeling like when a client finally breaks through after years of hard work and steps on the NHL ice for the very first time? Uh, I mean, it's it's rewarding in the sense that you know how hard they've worked. And we've had a couple. I mean, my first ever player years ago uh, was David Broll, who played five games of Leafs and, and has since retired. Now he's a firefighter. Um, you know, Josh, you know, started his career in Florida and then was traded to Ottawa. So he's in his, his second season with Ottawa. Um, Jonah Gadjerick, who was originally drafted in the second round of Vancouver, he's in San Jose now. Um, so to see him play his last, his first NHL game with no fans, because he couldn't go last year to see him play in Vancouver. And um, it's exciting. I mean, and then you have Jonesy who, you know, he's a guy that understands as well as anyone what he needs to do to be successful his work ethic and his motors uh as good as anybody i've ever seen he's mature he's well-rounded he's bright um but yeah i, I mean certainly like those players i've had or worked with since they were 13 14 years old so there's certainly um you know a strong relationship there you certainly have a, a sense of pride um for them but I, I mean i think at the end of the day you're just happy for them because you know in behind the scenes how hard you know, guys like Jonesy and Jonah and, and Brownie and, you know, Ken Apley's another guy who played with with, uh, with New Jersey a couple of years ago now with the Islander system. So, um, you know, you're, you're happy for them, but at the same time, I think you just feel good the fact because you know how hard they've worked and the time they've put in and the sacrifices they made, like all these players, um, you know, before them and after them. It, it takes a lot of commitment and drive and um, sacrifice to kind of get there. Yeah, it's you know uh, with with a lot with a lot of your with a lot of your players like uh, the majority you know the majority of them have had uh, you know have have had have had uh, fair, really successful uh, junior 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 careers. Uh, Jones uh, Ben Jones, I think he was uh, I think he had like in, in his final year with Niagara, I think it was 2018, 19, I think he had like a. Uh, like over, like over, over a hundred, over a hundred points, and was their lead, and yeah. was their, and was their leading score. But you know, they get, they get, they get, to, they get, to, they get to the pro level, and you know, oftentimes it happens with, 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 with some of these players. It's like you know, un, un, unless you're not, unless you're, you know, you're a generational talent type player who can put thirty to forty goals uh, in the in the in the in the NHL, you're mo- you're mo- you're most likely getting. You know, top 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 nine minutes, maybe check, maybe a lot, maybe of more checking opportunities than mm-hmm. than than you than you may than you may may expect. So the grind for the for for the for for those guys is is uh, is may may uh, and you know not to not to not not to like uh, not to like underplay the 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 grind that the star players have. But the but but the path but the path that you know player players who are fighting for those uh, top nine or bottom or bottom or bottom or bottom six roles, um, you know it gets it get it get it it, it, it it's it's a it's a much it's a much it's a much tougher road than say you know a first round or or or, or second or second round pick. So I can definitely mm-hmm. I can definitely understand the sense of reward when you know you've had that relationship and know uh, the, the grind that they've had, that they've, that they've had to undergo for the, for, you know, the majority of the, the majority of their life starting when they're just 13, which just, which it's, which is kind of, which is, which is still mind, mind, mind blowing to me. 
But um, Jason, it was awesome having you on having you on the show today to talk about uh, your experiences uh, in Spima and your experiences with uh, uh, as as an, as an agent and as and and as the founder of Driven Sports Group. But before we go, uh, we it is tradition around here at the Spima Council podcast to give the guest uh, the last word to um, either say anything that they've forgotten, say what's on their mind, or just uh, just just use it as an excuse to uh, shoot the breeze uh, a little while longer. So, Jason, thank you again, and the floor is yours. Ah, oh, I, I don't really have a whole lot to add. I certainly, like I said, I, I appreciate, uh, you know, the time and the opportunity. Um, you know, certainly over the years, I've had a fair bit of people, you know, from Brock that have gone through the program or going through or graduates that have asked for, you know, some advice. And, you know, the biggest thing I think, you know, advice I can give anyone in Sweden is don't be afraid to to reach out and ask people. Um you know, I think it's really, really important to start building your network early in your, your SPEMA career, like first, second year, start building those relationships and and, and understanding um, where you want to go. And you don't need to have a perfect, this is for sure my job that I want to do. But I think if you build those those networks and, and people to lean on um, and build those relationships, it helps. So, um, and like I said, I, I've always tried to, I mean, certainly, uh, maybe give backs the wrong word, but at least try. I know what it's like to be in their shoes where you're just trying to call everybody and no one will pick up the phone. So, um, you know, I at least try and return their emails and, and at least help as best I can. But, you know, at the end of the day, like I said, it's, it's a great program. It's, it's a program that I think um, if you do the right things, not only from an academic standpoint, but, you know, volunteer and, and do those types of things. I think, it, you know, the opportunities are huge. It's just, again, you just got to be patient and understand how to get there. Jason, once again, it's been an absolute pleasure having you on the show. Thanks again, man. No problem. Thanks a lot, guys. Take care. Thank you, Jason. That was an awesome, awesome episode. A huge thank you goes out to Jason Harshaw of Driven Sports Group for taking the time to chat with me and myself and Luke this week about uh, your time in SPEMA and your career as a hockey agent. Whether you're looking to break into that industry sphere, whether you're a hockey fan, or if you're none of the above, there is tons and tons of content for anyone to take throughout the course of this episode, uh, whether it's the intricacies of being a student athlete, the moving parts that uh, that goes around that goes around uh, being an NHL agent, or just or the habits that and um, and qualities that Jason mentions in in the in the episode, anyone can can listen through this and take at least one thing that is that that is that is worth something and is valuable so once again jason thank you so much for taking the time to chat with us this week another shout out goes out to our my co-host for this week luke o'brien making his podcast debut not a big deal but you did splendidly and the door's open for uh for you to come back um onto the onto the show to co-host in the future if you want to but until next next episode that is it for this episode of the spima council podcast we're on social on instagram and tiktok using the handle at spima council podcast you can also find us wherever you get your favorite podcasts apple podcasts spotify google podcast anchor you name it we are there and we're also on youtube for anyone uh preferring video over audio until next time stay classy and we'll see you guys soon Cheers, everyone.